AM 1170. The Answer. San Diego. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. And welcome to the Andrea K Show. It is Monday, best day of the week. You know, I usually I usually think that Sunday is the best day of the week because it's such a chill day. It's my day of rest. I try to avoid anything related to politics, anything heavy, um, and just you know, and just enjoy my day. But then I come in on Monday, and it's like, yeah, I've just missed you guys so much, and it's just always such an honor and a joy for me to get to spend this time with you. Whether you're in your car driving home, listening to us via AM eleven seventy, or on Facebook or Twitter, which is at Andrea K Show, and uh, always, it's always a pleasure to have this young man with me, DJ Carrot Sticks. We all love Daddy. <laughs> I was just ready to get my groove on, baby. Um, and if you would like to be a part of the show, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. I've got some other great guests that are a part of the show tonight. Back by popular demand is none other than Megan Barth, Reagan Babe, who's always, talk about dynamite in a dress. That's one woman that's some dynamite, okay? She's going to be here to talk about everything related to the informant uh, because he wasn't really a spy, right? No, he was an informant. Trump's wrong. It's so much better to be an informant, right? We're going to talk to Megan Barth about that and all the uh, news that's breaking over Spygate, which is far worse than Watergate. It's absolutely shocking. We cannot let this happen in this country. No wonder John Brennan is running absolutely scared and hysterical because of what the American people might actually find out and might is the operative word. We've also got a guest coming on the show because we do regular segments here on the Culture Wars. And that includes, of course, the identity politics game. And we've got a professor. Oh, don't I love colleges? I think of all the graduation speeches that happened this past weekend, 35 or something like that. I saw that not one conservative was invited to give the commencement address at a major college or university. But you know what? Us being of equality here, I've got a UCLA professor who's going to be on the show, too. He's going to try to convince me that uh, African-Americans are being uh, suffered and given unequal treatment when it comes to the housing situation. So I guess he's going to try to convince me why, if uh, African-Americans truly had equality in this country, they'd all be living in Beverly Hills. I don't know. So stay tuned for Richard Sander a little bit later on the show. And then it's the Monday Meetums. We got another candidate is going to be on the show. He's actually got his hat in the ring to beat Diane Feinstein. That's right. So you're going to want to talk to him. Um, before we get into a little bit of the Spygate situation, um, we want to continue the discussion about what happened in uh, Texas in the shooting because there's more information that's coming out. And if you have been paying any attention even over the weekend, it is a constant drumbeat 
of going after our guns. It does not matter. It does not matter what, what even the, the Parkland dad, one of the, one of the fathers of the Parkland shooting came out and he said, we need to secure our schools with locked entrances and only one way in and one way out. We need to have metal detectors. He says, we need to have, um, we need to have a government that does proper inspections in advance and can actually deal with somebody who's, who's a threat in advance. But no, the left has got to keep going after our guns. I guess there's reports tonight that according to the family of the shooter, whose name I will not mention on the show, I guess he's uh, the family of him are saying that he was bullied. And, you know, I don't know if he was bullied or not, um, but bullying, you know, just like guns took, as I've talked about many times on the show, when I was growing up, and Sebastian Gorka, I think, was talking about this as well uh, on Twitter the other day because Steve Scalise was talking about this. Of course, he's a homeboy from Louisiana, and he was saying the same thing I, I have said. Which is, you know, in my high school days, boys rolled up with a loaded gun rack in the back. And then they went into class with the guns sitting out in the parking lot all day long. And you know what? Nobody broke a window. Nobody grabbed a gun and shot up anybody. But let's say that it does involve, there was a lot of bullying. And we had just like that, we had guns back then. We also had bullying back then. So what's the difference? It is clearly a cultural issue. In this country, and people are lamenting. I posted an article on Facebook today, that an article that was written that was saying, them dang Christians down in Texas, they're going to let their Christianity and their belief in Judeo-Christian values over, override their common sense and the need to come to gun control. Because the, the Christians in the community are saying, we don't have God in our hearts anymore, and particularly with our school kids. So let's say he was bullied. Well, you know what? I was bullied in school. I didn't go and pick up a gun and shoot anybody. Did you DJ carrot sticks? No, and it's like you said, you know, guns have been around, bullying has been around. So you got to look and see, okay, well, what's the difference? And like you said, there's no God. That's the no. thing. It's not what is still around. It's what's not around anymore. It's right. We don't we, we don't raise anybody anymore to have respect, to have manners. When I grew up, it was yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. I was told you you don't you don't get up over here when I tell you to. You might get a spanking. Yeah, that's right. Kids were spanked back in my generation. Okay, you knew that there was a repercussion for your action. You were raised to have respect. You were raised to have values. You were raised to treat people with kindness. You were raised when you went to school to do what you were told to do. But if you get punished by your parents, heaven forbid they spank you and they leave a mark, then, you know, the CPS will come and you'll get in trouble. You're not allowed to punish your kids anymore. Well, right. You're not allowed to punish them. And you're, and kids are being raised today with the idea that every um, that there's no right or wrong, that everybody deserves a trophy, that whatever emotion they're, they're feeling in the moment, they're entitled to act upon it in whatever way they want. So if they're angry or upset, they get to act out and get to lash out. Then on top of it, after, after removing God from society and morals and respect and the value for life, what have we replaced it with? We've replaced it with violence. We've replaced it with coarseness. The very people wanting to take our guns are the very people that have removed everything good from our society. I posted a picture, or somebody did on my Facebook post today, of a, of a classroom, I think, from the 60s, where you had kids at their desk dressed like people don't even dress to go to church anymore, and like their Sunday best, kids with their hands folded on their desk. That's how kids used to go to school. We used to have a society that was raised steeped in manners and respect for each other, respect for elders especially, and we were raised with the golden rule. I, I wonder if, if kids even know what the golden rule is anymore. So, no. I, there was an interview before the show started with Tucker, who does such a great interview with the left, of this guy out of California. I've talked about him before. He There's literally legislative plans 
at the state level, local level, and a congressional level to take our guns. And when I posted last week, why were there no metal detectors? The people coming and arguing with me, oh, metal detectors won't work. Well, first of all, of course metal detectors work. That's why we have them at airports, every courthouse, every government building. Of course they work. And there's a reason why the left doesn't want anything that would actually work because they want to they want to get at our rights and our Second Amendment. Got to shift gears and get into the hot topic of the day, which is Spygate. Because you think about the combination, though. You think about what our government is trying to do and what they were trying to do with the Trump administration and this deep state and what they were trying to do with our country. And then you realize what they're trying to do with our Second Amendment rights and even our First Amendment rights. And literally, if they get away with this tyranny and with this takeover from within, this coup attempt, and, com- and the use of the weaponizing of the FBI and the DOJ, they get away with that, and, and, and we're kind of gone as, as a country. Joining me now to talk about this is fan favorite of the show, Reagan Babe, Megan Barth. Hey, Megan, welcome back to the show. Hey, Andrea, thanks so much. All right, so um, there's almost so much to cover, and and I'm I'm hoping you're going to stay with us. We're not going to get all to it in this opening segment, so I'm hoping you're going to stay with us throughout the break um, so we can talk about it a little bit more. Um, But, you know, uh, we now know there's evidence that the Obama administration launched a spy campaign of the opposition party campaign. It's proven, so much so that now the, the narrative of the left is, well, it wasn't a spy, it was an informant. As though that's so much different. This is far worse than Watergate, isn't it? Uh, oh yeah, this is this is much much farther uh, worse than Watergate. And let's keep in mind, we were never supposed to know about it. We were never supposed to know about it because if Hillary Clinton was president, any sort of evidence, any sort of discovery, any sort of inquiry would have either been buried, destroyed, or ignored. We already have a DOJ that is ignoring the demands of Congress and the subpoenas of Congress. We also have an FBI that is ignoring the demands and the subpoenas of Congress. Yet, they are saying they are basically ignoring the demands and the subpoenas because they're afraid of leaking. Yet, someone within the DOJ and the FBI is leaking more information to the New York Times and the Washington Post than even our congressmen on special select committees, judiciary committees, have requested and seen. Well, yeah, the I mean, DOJ if they get... If the they, FBI leakers believe that their allegiance is to the press instead of their allegiance is to the Congress, which is we the people. Well, of they course... Are they are acting independently and autonomously. Mm-hmm. They are acting as their own shadow government. And this is, like you said in the opening, extraordinarily dangerous because we've already witnessed our civil liberties be entirely trampled on due to the FISA warrant, due to the dragnet that was created, and due to the unmasking of hundreds of individuals whereby if you go work on a Trump campaign or if you go work on a Republican campaign, you better have a couple hundred thousand dollars cash handy to pay the lawyer up. Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. I mean, there's so many layers of everything that you just said. First of all, um, their allegiance is to the media because that's where, where uh, so much of the collusion really lies. And they are a, a kind of like we've got a one-party system of government. They're, they're a two-party system there of the left, the media and the deep state. And if, and if anybody in the FBI and the DOJ gave a crap about leaks, they would have already indicted Jim Comey, who leaked classified information. And he did it for the purpose, as he admits, to have a special prosecutor launched. And then the DOJ 
under Jeff Sessions, stonewall on releasing the memos because the memos prove that not only was there no obstruction of justice and no justification for the special prosecutor, but quite the opposite. And so it really begs you. So you've got so many layers of this. You've and you've got dual tracks. You've got the fact that there's two reasons for going on here. One was that they they wanted to interfere with and uh, and then when it didn't work, overturn a free and fairly elected uh, President Trump. And then there was also the attempt underneath that to cover up for the crimes committed by Hillary Clinton, as well as what was going on with the deep state, deep state and the obstruction of justice by Loretta Lynch. Now, um, we already have we already have enough enough evidence already for Hillary Clinton to have been indicted. And so what I'm what I'm questioning here is if we know all that. Where is it I, – and I, I really don't want to offend people that, that are friends of mine that follow QAnon, but I'm just going to say it. There are those out there, and i got to pick your brain on this. There are those out there that think that this is dragged on like it has, that Attorney General Sessions is not stonewalling. He knows all the, the evidence that's out there against Hillary Clinton, that he's actually sitting on 29,000 indictments that he is prepared to, to deliver against people. Do you believe in that theory or not? You know, I I think perhaps anything is possible because when there is no information, the information tends to get filled up with subjection, right? And 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 theories and even conspiracy theories. But all we have to really do is look at what we have right now, and we have plenty of evidence of lying to Congress. We have a formally seated CIA director who voted for a communist, outward threatening, threatening on Twitter. Our president and our senior elected officials of Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. Okay. Now, this type of abuse of power, uh, you can basically call it all of that conspiracy, and I'm talking about the conspiracy between the intelligence agencies, the Hillary Clinton campaign, as well as the FBI and foreign agents. That is called sedition. Yes. And I have been saying this since. The news broke about this coup. You look up sedition in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. It is basically the usurpation of the people's will of their own government, right? So you have right. government agencies working against the will of the people in order to unseat an elected government. That is sedition. These are serious charges, and I believe that Jeff Sessions is up to the task. Because I trust President Trump's judgment. I believe that they are sitting on more than we'll ever know, but they need a few key pieces, according to their subpoena, to put all of their uh, pieces together related to the FISA warrant. We have to remember, Rosenstein signed that FISA warrant, the very last FISA warrant, that was number four. Every 90 days, that FISA warrant had to be uh, renewed, and they had to present evidence as to what was gathered and why it needed to be renewed. Now, James Comey said it wasn't the, it wasn't the Russian dossier because that was fallacious. It was a mosaic of information. Okay, James. Hey, Jimmy, what was that mosaic of information? Why Rosenstein would know what that mosaic was because he signed the authorization the last and final time. 
All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. I'm glad I asked you about that, the theory about um, about sessions, because that leads me into when we come back, what should happen next? And and because I, I've been, we, in other words, we already know so much. We already know about all the crimes Hillary Clinton committed. Now we know, uh, we, we've been wondering for a while, um, when pre- after President Trump said last year that he found out he had been wiretapped and everybody was like, oh, you don't have any proof of that. We now know that the proof is in, that he was, that he was spied on. Um, we know all the details of that. Then it becomes a question of, well, well, what next? Why hasn't something been done about it? And what will be done about it? So when we come back, we're going to talk more with Megan Barth about that. We're going to talk about the meeting, supposedly, that Trump had today with Rosenstein. And if something, if something as well as uh, the latest that the IG is going to be looking into this. And we're also going to talk about Giuliani indicating a possible sit-down between Trump and and. Mueller, and I'm wondering, well, why would he even do that if we now have all the goods that this entire thing was a was a hoax based upon spying and illegal in the first place? So stay tuned. We're going to talk more about this with Megan Barth when we come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Sacrifice. When you have children, sacrifice just comes with the territory. You sacrifice a new outfit for a new baseball glove. You sacrifice a romantic getaway for a summer missions trip. You sacrifice because you love your child and you want them to have every advantage. Let us help you lessen the sacrifice it takes to send your child to the finest private school in San Diego by half. That's right. When you go to am1170theanswer.com, you'll find half-off tuitions for schools ranging from preschool all the way to high school. And you won't have to sacrifice hours in the car either. Our partner schools are located throughout San Diego County. Chances are there's one near you. You want the best for your child. And here at AM 1170 The Answer, we're ready to help with half-off tuitions to private schools. Explore your options with schools like Jump Preschool and Kindergarten, South Bay Christian Academy, and Trinity Christian School. Visit AM 1170 The Answer or call 844-800-5757, 844-800-5757, or am1170theanswer.com. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. 
It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443443. Hey, homeowners, listen up. Interest rates are rising, and experts agree they'll continue to rise. So you need to seriously think about refinancing now before rates go up more. The longer you wait, the more interest you might pay. So if you even thought about pulling cash out of the equity in your home to pay off credit cards, car loans, or purchase an investment property, you need to make the cash call now at 855-880-CASH before mortgage rates rise anymore. Cash Call Mortgage can still refinance your loan at a low fixed interest rate for a flat fee of just $995 and will pay all third-party closing costs. Call 855-880-CASH today to begin the quick and easy process. We close most loans in less than 21 days to get you the cash you need fast. That's 855-880-CASH. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. Equal housing lender. Call 855-657-9910 for terms, conditions, and restrictions. California Department of Business Oversight Residential Mortgage Lender Law License NMLS 128231. That's 855-880-CASH. 855-880-CASH. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Before the break, we've been talking to Megan Barth about this uh, informant scandal. Um, He's a spy. You know, the narratives are already out that he was just an informant. Uh, Even Jonah Goldberg, uh, famous Mr. Never Trumper, was saying today that, yeah, we don't know that it was for uh, inappropriate reasons, which is what Rod Rosenstein said. Uh, The inspector general is going to be looking into it, looking into it to see if this informant um, was was there for good reasons. Well, uh, on on what reason, Megan, could he possibly have? We are supposed to be a nation of laws. There's supposed to be probable cause for this, except that it appears as though, and I talked about this on Friday's show, that it was set up not as a criminal investigation, therefore needing the the legal uh, requirement of probable cause, but set up as a counterintelligence operation as part of the hoax of Russian collusion in which this spy basically set about to entrap and create crimes, correct? Yeah, and that's why, and and the FBI actually set that up. That's what's the scariest part of it all. Uh, and excuse me, Jenna Goldberg and the other Democrats that are already running to the defense of using espionage plants as a political campaign. Well, thank you. I'm glad those are the new rules. So now that we have the power, I say we invest more in every single Democrat campaign from Elizabeth Warren to uh, uh, Garcetti. Uh, maybe he's going to run in 2020, and we can gather some intel. And what would you say, oh, no, we're not fine. These are just informants. We want to know what the political campaign is doing. We're just using the weaponized government that you know has bestowed upon us uh, to conduct these political oppo research, invest- uh, excuse me, not investigation, surveillance, or whatever they want to call it. I mean, are these other new rules, Andrew? Because gloves are off and game off, my earrings are off, too. Yeah, because this is going to get real down and dirty, and I'll carry hot sauce in my purse just like Hillary Clinton, so I can make sure that I destroy political opponents using the force of a government agency. That's the point that we've gotten to now, and that's why this is such a slippery slope, especially when you have some hack like Jonah Goldberg, love his books, but not this defense of this weaponized agency going after a political campaign, because that's what impeached Nixon. That yeah, okay, that's what got rid of Nixon. Although it was it was actually much less that got rid of Nixon Correct. than what we have here. 
what we have here. That's right. Yeah, because we have we have entrapment. We have um, we have a spy placed inside. We have an opposition party, a Democrat president. And by the way, uh, you know, article has just come out showing that there was as part of the struck page text that it actually says in part of their text stream and their text uh, communications with each other that the White House was running this. So this goes all the way to Obama. It always went all the way to Obama. We had a Democrat sitting president who launched a surveillance uh, campaign to spy on the Republican campaign for no probable cause in a variety of different means. One involved a spy. One involved uh, FISA warrants. Uh, that were based upon opposition research paid for by Hillary Clinton it through the FBI and the DOJ, including Rod Rosenstein. So that leads me to my next question, Megan. Why in the world did President Trump even bother to sit down today with Rod Rosenstein? I wouldn't. Well, President Trump, President Trump, in those FISA warrants, and that's what's so important, is why did he sign the final FISA warrant? What is that mosaic of information they used in order to conduct a counterintelligence operation? in order to create a dragnet on hundreds of people around Carter Page and whoever was speaking to Carter Page, etc. Who is the mole? Oh, does he have Clinton connections? Looks like the guy might have went to Oxford and worked on Clinton's campaign. Always comes back to Clinton. Uh, and so that's why I think that President Trump at any time can release the document. Yes, he needs he can, to... Uh, yeah, he, he can unredact all of those documents. Some people, according to what I've read, have said that would be, quote-unquote, dangerous to do, and he might jeopardize lives. Uh, but the New York Times knows who it is because the DOJ leaked it to the New York Times, and they agreed not to print it. Well, it, so it, it, it doesn't everybody know. I, I'm having a little trouble hearing you, Megan. I don't know if you can get to a little bit better area. But, I mean, it it doesn't, it, you know, it seems as though everybody knows it's the Stephen Halper guy. Everybody knows who he is. And he supposedly right. did the same thing going back many years ago into 1980 into the Jimmy Carter campaign. Uh, and then it begs the question, you know, who all knew about that at the time? That was under George H. Uh, uh, 41's CIA at the time. So, you know, um <sighs> I think that President Trump, and I was concerned today that he had a meeting with Rosenstein. I don't understand why Rosenstein still has a job. He signed that we know, according to Andrew McCabe, we know that the that the Steele dossier was phony. It was unverified. We know that the FISA court was lied to, and we know that the Steele dossier was the basis on which they got the warrants. So to me, that means that Rosenstein should at the very least be suspended or be taken out of that position pending further investigation. So if I was President Trump, I would not have a meeting with him or Christopher Ray, I would declassify it because this Halper guy, he's not some field operative out there, you know, running ops, secret ops and, you know, uh, it, within ISIS. I think he needs to declassify it and open it up to the people. I think President Trump's getting uh, a little bit bad in, uh, advice there. Yeah. Um, Got to leave it there, Megan. Um, it, it, well, give me a yes or no answer. Giuliani is saying that, you know, he might have it narrowed down enough to where um, – Trump should meet with Mueller, and then they could get this investigation wrapped up till September 1. I say absolutely not. He should never sit down with Trump. Uh, Mueller, yes or no, do you think he should? No, not at all. No. Don't give them anything that they want, because all they're going to do is switch it. Look what they did to General Michael Flynn. Yeah, they're destroying yeah. lives. That's that's what this yep. is about. It's about destroying lives. Uh, I think Mueller knows that he can't get an indictment because of sitting DOJ policy, but that doesn't mean that they can't go reach in, impeachment with a willing uh, Never Trump uh, GOP establishment um, uh, people uh, as part of the establishment of the Republican Party. Megan, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it.
Anytime, Andrea. Thank you. Okay. Uh, real quick, we're going to go to the phones and take a call before we take a break. What's your name? What's your question? Hi, yes. Uh, my name is William, and I, and I actually went by a toasted revolutionary information uh, a while back on YouTube. Anyway, that channel's been shut down. Don't bother looking for it. Anyway, number one, I'd like to cover um, what's going on here in Texas. The mental health program here in Texas is actually a very, very uh, out of whack, I should say. And um, he, especially here in San Antonio, where I'm at, my mom just recently went to a stay at some place called Laurel Ridge, and she wasn't. Uh, she had to wind up a toilet and flush it, and there were. You got uh, the drug addicts and the mental people in with each other. I mean, it's not a very. Good well, William, we 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 um, we're gonna we're running short on time. We're up against a break, so I'm I'm gonna give you about forty five seconds if you can just kind of narrow down what your point is. All right. Well, my point is the mental health system here in Texas. Is broke. Um, secondly, I'm just going to go through the notepad I got here. Uh, Social Security, uh, they took $2.9 trillion from the Social Security surplus. That's not going to go back to the American people. Uh, on guns, yes, they're trying to take our guns in more ways than one. Search the yes. internet on that, do your digging. Uh, metal detectors, I don't think metal te- detectors will work because they're just going to shoot out the windows and go, go do what they're going to do. And that's all I gotta say, and thank you for having me on your show. Well, thanks for being here, William. I appreciate it. Okay, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna shift gears. We've got a UCLA professor who's gonna call in. He's got a new book, "The Move to Integration." I didn't know we I didn't know we weren't integrated already. Well, I'm about to be educated by a UCLA professor. Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998, 858-344-5998. Now an editorial by Steve Brodsky, General Manager of Caprace and AM 1170, The Answer. The California Assembly passed a bill that would subject family counselors and pastors to lawsuits. 
just for providing counsel to people looking for help. This bill could lead to banning Bible sales in California. How can that be, you say? Isn't that a violation of free speech? It is a violation of the speech of counselors, and it deprives adults of the freedom to set their own counseling goals and objectives. Politicians in Sacramento believe they know better than church pastors and mental health professionals, including the American College of Pediatricians. The bill will silence those who want to help people with unwanted sexual feelings. I urge you to learn more about Assembly Bill 2943 by going to our website, kprz.com or am1170theanswer.com and click on the banner. Then go to your state representatives and urge them to vote no on AB 2943. Nothing less than our freedom of speech and religion is at stake. The Sesame Street Party Parade is marching excitement throughout SeaWorld. This colorful musical and show-stopping parade is fun enough to get the whole family dancing. This event features everyone's favorite Sesame Street friends, themed floats, contemporary tunes including Sesame Street favorites, and two show-stopping performances throughout the parade route. SeaWorld San Diego is the only place to see this exclusive parade experience in California. Hi, this is Paula Shaw, host of Change It Up, heard Saturday and Sunday at 7 p.m. on AM 1170, The Answer. Change It Up Radio explores topics that inspire women and men to welcome change and create a new kind of conversation. If you're tired of the rut you're stuck in, join the movement to create mutual respect and clear communication between men and women. Join me, Paula Shaw, every Saturday and Sunday at 7 p.m. for Change It Up. Can't make the show? Check out the podcast on am1170theanswer.com. We have a new home loan program for the self-employed borrower. You need to hear this. Hi, I'm Chris Tyler, self-employed mortgage specialist at Right Choice Mortgage. Being self-employed myself, I know how difficult it is to get a home loan, so we came up with a solution. Instead of using your tax returns or W-2s to get approved, we'll use your personal or business bank statements and use your deposits as income. No P&Ls required. This self-employed mortgage program will help you get a bigger loan at a better rate. Call now, 855-464-464. 4774. This is not hard money. Rates are in the threes and fours. 855-464-4774. So if you're self-employed and want to buy a house, get cash out, or just lower your payment, call me now, Chris Tyler. 855-464-4774. It's 855-464-4774. Licensed by the BRE 01943736 and NMLS 1132583, an equal opportunity lender. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. If you'd like to call in the show, my past uh, caller said that he didn't agree with me about metal detectors. He didn't think they'd work. Well, I certainly don't agree with uh, California Congressman Stalwell, who said that uh, police shouldn't be armed. Because you know what? In San Diego today, an armed police officer shot a man who was chasing a girl with a knife. I think she was like 12 or 13 years old. So. Uh, we need to keep our police armed. Uh, moving on to other topics, though. Joining me now is uh, for our cultural segment, The Culture Wars. Richard Sander joins me. He's a UCLA law professor, co-author of the book Moving Towards Integration. Hi, Mr. Sandler. Welcome to the Andrew- Sander. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, so um, let's get into it. The book is Moving Towards Integration. Um, And uh, one of the things that you contend is that uh, housing segregation is the most significant factor, and I'm quoting, significant factor driving racial inequality and preventing um, continued African-American advancement. 
Um, how is, let me start with asking, how is housing currently segregated? Well, a useful way of thinking about it is something we call an index of dissimilarity, which is a, a zero to 100 scale that measures how uh, differently people are distributed across a metropolitan area. Um, before we passed fair housing laws in the 1960s, the black-white index of dissimilarity in American urban areas uh, averaged 92 out of a scale of 100. So 100 would be essentially apartheid. Zero would be complete integration. And 92 was the national average. Um, so that was pretty intense level of segregation. It was much higher than we've had with any other ethnic group in America. Well, let me ask you this. The, to me, the, the uh, definition of segregation implies that it's forced, that, uh, that people are living in areas based upon where they're being told to live. And, you know, I, my view of America is that people live where they want to live. We do have the Fair Housing Act. You cannot uh, choose whom, whom you're going to rent or sell a home to on the basis of, of race or in anything related to that. So, you know, if we understand that in America, people can live where they want and where they can afford to live, how was there segregation in America? So after fair housing laws were passed, those were mainly aimed at fighting housing discrimination, as you say. And housing discrimination, in fact, did start to fall steadily. But we found that uh, urban areas followed two very different paths. Uh, And San Diego is actually a great example, maybe the best example in the nation of a a metro area which moved towards integration. the segregation level there fell to around the high 70s by uh, by 1980, and now it's in the high 50s. Um, whereas a lot of places like Chicago, uh, St. Louis, New York, and so on, are still in the 80s in this measure. Well, doesn't that so, tell you uh, just just in the interest of of because no. we've got a lot to cover in the in the time that we have left? Doesn't that no. tell you though that that really it's it's if people have the choice to live where they want. Um, they're not. They can't be discriminated against. It's it, it, the opposite, Andrea. Well, but is it? Is it? Is it where they live? Isn't their resident residence based upon actions, based upon choices, work ethic, ambition? Um, yes, some of that. You know, let me give you an example. I grew up poor. I'm the daughter of two Marines. Both of my parents joined the Marines to get away from the extreme poverty in which they in which they grew up. So, you know, now, you know, because of their choices and their, and their work ethic and their desire to get out of it and all that, I, we were able to move outside of certain economic conditions. So, it, you know, isn't where we live in America today as a result of our own actions? Well, that's what's interesting about this. Uh, you know, I, I very much believe people should decide where they want to live, and, and freedom of choice is, is essential. But there's nothing intrinsically different about the people in San Diego and the people in Chicago in terms of how much integration they want and, uh, and how willing they are to move into areas that are, are diverse. But what you find is that San Diego and a lot of other cities that, that made progress towards integration just had a different demographic structure. And that structure meant that uh, the integrated neighborhoods that arose in the 70s and 80s after fair housing laws were passed tended to remain integrated, whereas a lot of the integrated neighborhoods in Chicago and other places that are still very segregated tended to resegregate. In other words, they tended to go through racial transition. And that was kind of a collective action problem. It wasn't anyone's individual choice. It was that those neighborhoods tended to be in demographic locations where black demand would exceed white demand or vice versa. And the integration would simply destabilize. But st- doesn't, it get, doesn't it come still come down to choice? And, no, exactly and why, not. Why, why doesn't it come down to choice? Because there's you, you, and, and because we're looking at, I did a report on my show 
uh, Friday about this Evergreen College to where, you know, it was three days of absence away from white people and white people weren't allowed to, to come and participate in their events. You know, we've got, you know, supposedly I heard reports that Harvard is having a black only graduation. You know, aren't people free in this country to decide where they want to live? And maybe if, if in Chicago, that culture of Chicago is that the black people just want to continue to live in neighborhoods that are filled with black people, shouldn't they be allowed to do so? Well, you've made two different points, and let me take each of them. First of all, I totally disagree with uh, the idea that, that we should have racially exclusive events, and I'm very unhappy with a lot of things happening on college campuses, and I've written a whole book about, uh, about some of those problems. But as I said before, folks in Chicago have pretty much the same neighborhood preferences that people in San Diego do, and you, you have a very different collective outcome. There are phenomena like tipping. I'm sure you've heard of neighborhood tipping that that happen not through any individual choice, but through sort of a collective problem. And it's a it's a classic uh, issue that economists have have documented for a, a few decades now, where you can have a, a a large number of people who desire integration, but it's hard to achieve because everyone's choices are affected by how the overall racial composition of a neighborhood is changing, and that can produce a tipping that is not what anyone is actually seeking. But the other thing that's, that's really important about this integration phenomenon is that in the places where, uh, where it's increased, where you have a fair number of integrated neighborhoods, then you see all these other really positive changes happening in the African-American community. And again, San Diego is a good example where incomes started to uh, converge between blacks and whites after integration got going. Test scores for uh, black students in schools started to go up. Um, even life expectancy rates went up for African Americans. All this without any any negative consequences for uh, for Anglo's or other racial groups. So well, it, it really seems like integration's a a, a social win win. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm for upward mobility for everybody. I mean, I, I you know I live in La Jolla, but I don't live really in La Jolla. I want to live in in uh, on the cliffs of La Jolla, and you know, I see people of all different colors who live in some of these twenty million dollar homes. And I, yeah. you know, and I don't feel envious of them. I say, hey, good on you, you know, Mister, that you you live in in that area. And, and I assume that they just worked hard. They pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. They were like Ben Carson, whatever their circumstances they came out of. You know, they're where they are because they earned it. And I think that that's the message that we should be sending to people that, you know, there's not equal outcomes in this country and that's not what this country was about, but there's equal opportunity. And if you work hard enough for it and dream it and, and are willing to do whatever you got to do to get there, maybe you'll be like this African-American man who lives in one of my favorite homes that's probably worth $25 million. And every time I see him, I just, I, I, he's aspirational to me. And I think that's the message that we should be sending to everybody in this country, regardless of color. Because, you know, I look at the California homeless problem that we got here, and primarily in these homeless encampments we got, they're all white people. So, you know, I think that, uh, that uh, economic outcomes in this country are really related to your work ethic and your culture. And that's what I think that we should be promoting. I'll give you 15 seconds to wrap that up and to respond. I know it ain't a lot of time, but well, we're out of time. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree that uh, that work is important, and I'm not suggesting that anybody be awarded a particular economic space. The idea is that integration is a is a worthy goal, and if we align public policies that facilitate integration, we'll improve. Uh, improve minority outcomes. All right. Well, I thank you so much for being here, Richard Sander, and the book is Moving Toward Integration. Thanks for talking to me. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Well, stay tuned because we get back. We got our Monday meet him. We're going to talk to a man who's actually running to, to beat Diane Feinstein. I don't know. Hat tip to him for throwing his hat in that ring. She's pretty entrenched. And oh, by the way, did you guys hear? 
the latest Hollywood kids film, got a push for pedophilia in it. Don't go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. You could send the child in your life to a public school, but why when you could send them to one of San Diego's finest private schools for half price with AM 1170 The Answer's Half Price Tuition Program. That's the 2018-2019 school year for half price. Log on to am1170theanswer.com or tap the AM 1170 The Answer app for the complete list of schools. Then call 844-800-5757 now to enroll your child. These outstanding schools are going fast, so call today, 844-800-5757, 844-800-5757. Just under 1 million signatures. Repealing the Democrats' gas tax will be on the ballot. We are at a tipping point. Voters are realizing the Democrats have broken our great state. Today's Republican Party is the party of opportunity, and we will fix it. My name is John Horst. I am running for Congress, and I approve this message because we will make America great again, and we will make California golden again. Please visit John Horst for Congress to learn more. Paid for by John Horst for Congress. Did you know we consume electricity in just about everything we do? And at a rate of 30 to 45 cents a kilowatt hour, it's highway robbery. Did you also know that solar power is now 50% less than coal, which is dirty as sin? Solar is clean and green at Peters and Dean. If you've got a rooftop, you should have solar panels installed on them. Why? Because the rate goes from 45 cents down to about a nickel to a dime a kilowatt hour. You save big money. And at Peterson Dean, we're the best price and the lowest rates in the United States. Think about that, the lowest rates in the United States. We've been around for 35 years. We build the best roofs, solar power systems, backup home batteries, and fences. Give me a call today at Peterson Dean, 888-614-5157. 888-614-5157. 888-614-5157. Or at petersondean.com. CSLB 868-363-468-117-930-640. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-965-5269. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. 
Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-965-5269. That's 1-800-965-5269. 1-800-965-5269. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. This is our Monday meet segment where we like to meet the candidates. We haven't had anybody yet running for U.S. Senate. And this candidate, James Bradley, is here. He's actually running to defeat Dianne Feinstein. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. All right. So uh, how are you going to do it? Uh, Dianne Feinstein's pretty dang entrenched up there. And uh, hat tip to you for throwing your hat in the ring. Um, but how are you going to defeat such an entrenched longtime career politician, in, in particularly up in that area? Well, let's see. She's been around for how long? I think uh, it's time for retirement for one, what you say? Well, I think so. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to vote either way, although she affects me. How? I, I, and I don't like that plan where, you know, I don't get to vote for somebody who actually affects every vote that I get. But anyway, that's our system. So how are you going to sell to the voters why they should vote for you? Because in that area, conservatism doesn't necessarily sell. But if it doesn't sell... And you get in and you can't be a conservative. What have we really won? Well, I think if you really pull the uh, California voters, you're going to find there's more conservatives, even though they rest on the the blue side. Uh, A lot of the Latina vote, which is predominantly the largest uh, voting block in uh, California, albeit they're Catholic and they have very conservative values. They've been living under the guise of uh, the, the Democratic Party because why? They had... They've always viewed uh, the Republican Party being extreme right, which we are not. So uh, if you take the last polls, for example, uh, let's see, we got Diane Feinstein currently at 32 percent. I am right behind her at 19 percent in the polls. Okay. That's Gravis, Mar- Gravis Marketing. Uh, so I think the, the message has started to take hold. Uh, I think uh, the fact that she did not get the endorsement from the Democratic DNC tells uh, a lot. It's kind of the... <laughs> they're at the beginning of the end for Diane, but how am I going to win? First, I, I have to tell you what I bring to the table. Uh, I am the outsider's outsider, technically I'm the outsider's outsider. I've been with, uh, voting, no party preference, most of my voting history, and it was under our president, Donald Trump. He convinced me, he made me passionate about becoming a Republican. So I signed up as a Republican when I did my filings back in early March. So my my beliefs are honest beliefs, and I don't have any political baggage. So I don't bring that to the campaign. I've never been owned by anyone, and I'm my own man. I've been working all my life, not a professional politician. So with that, I think I speak to the populace, and I believe what I mentioned earlier about the conservative uh, segment of the Latino vote, that's going to win the votes over. But if you look at Diane as she sits today uh, and how she's voted over the last year and a half of being the resist, obstruct, I bet that's not what we need in Washington now. What the California voters need more now than ever in the history of California is someone that can work with the current administration. That is what I bring. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> 
So to work with the current administration, yeah, thank you. So to work with the current administration, uh, we've got an administration that wants a border wall, that wants to get rid of sanctuary cities, and wants lower taxation, basically everything that Dianne Feinstein's against. Yes, ma'am. Everything. I, I'm, and you I'm, think that's going to sell? All right. I hope so. Well, sanctuary city has already taken root here in Southern California, San Diego, Orange County, and Empire, yep. and you start to see it rise up to the coast here into Central uh, California. It is taking shape. And you saw the uh, the meeting that he had uh, he had along with a DHS secretary as well as mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Sessions. So that is on the. First, that's on the agenda right now, and okay. our, our POTUS is now taking notice, and he's putting a lot of effort into it. The California voters, when they put SB 54 in law, it was against – they didn't even go – it didn't go up for a vote, for one. Two, most of the Democrats voted for it, and if you read the law, it is protecting illegal criminals. Yes. People know that. They yeah. know that. They don't want it. No. So – all right. Well, th- I, I applaud you. And um, how can people get more information on your campaign and support you? Oh, please. Yes, yeah. so you can. You, you can reach out to me. My website is uh, www.jbradley2018.com. Real simple. jbradley2018.com. And you'll find all that information there. And if you did, do decide to call that number, you're going to get me, not my staff. You're going to get me. So I, I encourage you to call Ask me about my platform. I'm, I'm very transparent. So, oh, I, I, wonderful. I, well, we definitely, well, thank you so much because we definitely need to get some of these old school career politicians out that have done nothing but line their pockets and destroy the state that they're in. Feinstein, one of them. And I just thank you so much, James Bradley. Oh, my pleasure. Can I say this one thing in parting? Quickly. The, the, career, the career politicians that created the division are not going to bring us back together. We need people like us in office now. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That was a good guy running for office. You guys want to hear about this? You want to hear, Who would have thought? Now, I've already reported before about Muslims across the country running for office. You know, some, you know, um, you know, are hardworking Americans like uh, my buddy um, Kurt Schlichter talked about. But did you guys hear that there is a, quote, jihadist cultist? In, who's who's running in Alaska? He is a member of the Muslim of the Americas, which is an Islamist hate group that cultishly follows a jihadist cleric in Pakistan. He's running for Congress in Alaska. He's the second member of the MOA to announce a congressional run this year following Tahira. This is reported by Clarion Project. Ryan Morrow's outfit, he's been on the show. Uh, there's another guy who's a part of the Muslims of America. Follow. He's in Massachusetts. His name is Tahira Amatul Wadud or whatever. Um, in 2016, this guy running in Alaska, Gregory Shoaib, I don't know how to say it, Jones. He was a delegate for Senator Bernie Sanders at the at the DNC. A man who has ties to an Islamist hate group was a delegate at the DNC, and he is running for Congress. And he's he's uh, kind of redesigned himself and reinvented himself as an interfaith leader. But he's actually um, he's actually uh, an Islamist hater. He belongs to a terror linked uh, cleric in Pakistan named Sheikh Mubarak. Uh, it claims to have 22 Islamic villages in America, including Islamburg, Islamburg headquarters. So that's just a little bit. Go to Clarion Project if you want to learn more about this. Um, you know, 
the this is creeping Sharia. This is the part of Islamic Jihad with which they proceed to take us over from within, and we need to push back. I have not heard this story anywhere. This was emailed to me uh, by the Clarion Project. I did tell you guys about a story coming out of Hollywood. There was a movie that came out this week, and it sure sounded adorable. Show Dogs, all about dogs, and it stars Will Arnett. Well, I guess uh, the, uh, one a mommy blogger noticed in the movie she and her husband were uh, wincing because there's this running theme about this dog not wanting to have its its uh, personal privates touched, and they continue to groom this dog to where the final scene in the show in which the um, the the dog ends up having some grand moment when he's fondled in the show and I'm trying to keep it clean and keep it rated PG but basically the running theme according to this mommy blogger is that this dog is being groomed so that he will be complicit and compliant when he is inappropriately touched so I you know this is what this is what the word is on this movie I haven't seen it but you know I'm 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 an advocate for children and I'm concerned about this kind of thing. I'll pass on that one. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on it too. But y'all come right back here tomorrow though. The Andrea K show will be right back here. Don't pass on that. 6 p.m. tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. The Andrea K show is sponsored by Andrea K.